Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Beef Up Front podcast. This is your host, Ryan Coyle. And tonight, a uh, special episode. We're introducing the Stella League, uh, a fantasy football league. Uh, ran out of Upper Moreland, uh, a suburban county, uh, or a suburban town in Pennsylvania, uh, outside of Philadelphia. And it's it's a 16-team fantasy league, and we're we here at Beef Up Front have partnered with the Stella League to cover them for this upcoming season. So we're going to uh, do some weekly recaps on each uh, on the matchups in the league, uh, highlight the matchup of the week uh, for the upcoming the upcoming week, and just kind of give give you guys some more content and maybe some uh, good like humor to to go along with the show. So this is going to be a, a weekly thing, and tonight we're doing the draft recap, and we're joined by reigning champion Tyler Johnson and uh, <laughs> league commissioner Matt Bruner. This, this podcast is being recorded Thursday night after a Flyers double overtime win, so an electric night here, and we're we're excited to uh, to bring the show back to you guys. So. I wanted to introduce uh, Commissioner Matt Bruner and reigning champ Tyler Johnson to the show. How are you doing, guys? Good. How are you? Thanks, Thanks for having us. Phenomenal. Fresh off a of Flyers dub. Couldn't feel better. And and we got one week from one week from tonight. We do have NFL football back with uh, Houston Texans versus Kansas City Chiefs. So it's a great it's a great time to be a sports fan. Uh, we're kind of starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel maybe with the coronavirus, at least surrounding sports. So, But before we start to uh, talk Stella League, uh, I did receive an anonymous tweet today on the Beef Up Front Twitter account. Uh, we're not going to name names. This player, this person is a player in the league, though, and he made sure that I mentioned the rumors that the zombie clan might be going on strike in the Stella League. Um, I'm not exactly sure what that means. I have... I have no idea what that means at all, but I'm hoping uh, one of you two can maybe enlighten me and the listeners who are uh, tuned into tonight's show. Yeah, so basically what I just heard is brand new news to me as well. Um, so the zombie clan basically consists of um, Nick DeLucas, Connor Casey, Tyler Smith, Veneri, Dennis, and Pat. And John. And John, yeah. Um, so basically so about what- half the league. All the bums. Well, yeah. yeah. So basically, from my knowledge, I don't even know why this was started. I think it was because they got all the worst players in the league, and then they just uh, decided to make a clan and make an alliance together. And uh, what I heard was, if like, say, it comes down to the last game, somebody's got to make playoffs, they will lose on purpose so that somebody in the zombie clan can lose it. Um. This sounds like something that the commission needs to address. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I, don't get me wrong. I love clans. I love alliances, whatever. But, I mean, come on. What I've heard, you can't just, like, lose the last game of the regular season so that somebody gets in the playoffs. It doesn't make sense exactly. to me. Exactly. Well, I mean, it, it is all fun and games, but you, you never know. I, so, that was brand new news to me. Breaking. Oh, yeah. Going on strike before the season even starts, I could – that could uh, be a big move in the long run. I mean, what, what is listen, man? What does struck even mean? They're, they're all talk. Let's let's be honest here. You know what I mean? Matt Bruner, Commissioner, I want you to just introduce yourself. Uh, tell the tell the listeners a bit about yourself and why you feel that 
you and your $17 trophy uh, are a good fit as the commissioner. Well, before we even get started, $7 is very big statement for how much the trophy was. I paid $250 out of my pocket for the trophy. And wow. It's People have lied to me. Large. Yeah, from experience, I can tell you that it's very, very heavy and large. So it's a pretty good trophy. It's in my room. It's weighing down my uh, nightstand. So, okay. yeah. But, yeah, besides that, I'm, I am the commissioner. My name is Matt Bruner. Uh, I was a alum from Upmoreland High School. And I also just graduated from Westchester University. But um, I do – I think the best part about my entire life is this fantasy football league. I love just running this league, and it brings me lots of joy. So it's it's great to be here on your podcast, Rob. It, it's great to hear that, you know, the one reason why you want to get up in the morning is because of the Stella League. That's that's what we're looking for on this podcast. Yeah. And why it's why we chose to partner – with you guys, I mean, the dedication that you've shown to this league, Matt, and, I mean, the dedication that our reigning champion, Tyler Johnson, has showed, I'd love to hear from him as well. Yeah, so I'm a man of few words, but I'm elite. Uh, <laughs> I never lose. I mean, I lose, but injuries is usually my problem. But, you know, uh, I've held the Stella in my hands for most of the time. I don't know what that even means, but we'll figure that out later anyway. Yeah, so basically, if I could explain myself, I'm elite, probably the best player in the league. No one's even close to me. Brendan just gets lucky. That's why he's close to me. Uh, his ship was just like luck. Mine was pure talent. And yeah, I'm looking for another championship run back-to-back -back for the first time ever in Stella. And wow. I think I'm pretty set to do that barring any injuries that's my only thing you know what i mean it just happens you know it's a part of the yeah. game yeah i mean we can agree to disagree on that comment tyler but we will go through my ranking shortly um i just before before commissioner bruner uh takes takes the stage and uh, addresses a topic of of discussion i just wanted to address um the beef that that we have with Jordan Holmes over here at Beef Up Front. I mean, this guy has been a constant hater to our brand. Um, he's trying to outperform us in the Upper Moreland market by selling his glizzy T-shirts. And then you partner that with his shitty fantasy team and uh, our constant rumors throughout the league of people saying that he is the worst manager. I mean, evident of his first overall pick this year proves that he is just a poor fantasy player year in year out and we have some beef with him i mean it's the beef is certainly up front with this podcast but jordan if if you're tuned in tonight we just want you to know that we're not going to let your your hate bring us down going forward and your fantasy team sucks so well, can I mention um, um yeah so yeah go ahead the thing about um the clans recently is uh, Jordan was not included in the zombie clan, which is all the names I mentioned earlier and who DM'd you earlier. Wow. Um, so he decided to make his own clan called the Smut Clan. So basically, of course. his Smut Clan is... I, I have no idea what's going on with any of these clans, but he made his own, and I'm pretty sure it's just him in it. Um, so that's very interesting to me that he would just make his own clan and that... Who knows what he wants to do with that? So that that's pretty bold, but 
It Lift sounds up. like a Jordan type thing to do. No yeah. one to join his clan just because, you know, his bad reputation as a fantasy player. That's all it is. I mean, I kind of feel bad for the guy. Like, he's just not good at fantasy football. It's kind of sad. And he, and he likes glizzies. To, like, bring the average median up to, like, eight wins, but he just, it's just not working. Well, with that being said, uh, I'm going to hand over the mic to Commissioner Bruner, who I want you to just run through. This is a keeper league for all for all those who don't know. Um, I want you, Commissioner Bruner, to run through the six. This is a 16-team league, so run through the 16 keepers. Uh, if every team wound up keeping one, if not, run just run through all the keepers, please. Okay, so, um, yeah. So I'll start with number one, who was Jordan, who we were just talking about. He kept Miles Sanders. That's him. I'm sorry. He had the first pick, but did not keep anybody. And he decided to take Miles Sanders at his first pick. John, John Sandoval, he had the second pick. He kept Saquon Barkley. Third pick, no keeper, but he, uh, his name's Connor Casey. He also he took uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at his third pick overall. Cav, who had a keeper, kept Michael Thomas at number four. At number five, we have Paul Campoli. He kept Dalvin Cook. At number six, we have Nick DeLucas. He kept Tyreek Hill. At number seven, we had no keeper for Mr. Layton. Um, and he decided to take Kenyon Drake at number seven overall. Dennis Kelly, who has a keeper, who his main man is, DeAndre Hopkins. City, by the way. City. His name is also City. Um, at number nine, we have Veneri, who did not have a keeper, but he took Devontae Adams overall. Fucking bum. Joe Fisher, at number 10, kept. Who is Joe Fisher? <laughs> All right, yeah, so we'll take a little break here. Joe Fisher was my roommate uh, from sophomore to junior year of college. Um, we met him. He's a Hapro Horsham kid. Somebody, uh, you know, just, just threw him in there. Well, we needed him. We need him at yeah. the time. He was a very good player for the, the time he was here. I haven't seen him since, you know, college. But uh, anyway, he kept Derrick Henry at number 10. Kevin O'Donnell at number 11 kept Patrick Mahomes, quarterback. And Brendan O'Donnell, Brendan O'Donnell at number 12 kept Alvin Kamara. Me, oh my myself, God. at 13 did not have a keeper, but I drafted Le'Veon Bell. Uh, at number 14, we have... Uh, Tyler Smith, who we call Schmitty, and he kept Ezekiel Elliott at number 14. Tyler Johnson had the 15th pick, who was with me, the, the previous champion. Chant. And he um, kept Christian McCaffrey. Go. And then Joe Bates, who did not have a keeper, had number 16 pick and did not keep anybody, but he drafted um, uh, Austin Eckler at 16. All right. Um... Well, with that being said, I'm going to get into my team my team rankings after this draft. I reviewed the whole draft board from every single pick, and with those picks, I made my my preseason rankings. Well, but let's before, let's go, let's what are you saying? Sixteen to sixteen. So we both start with sixteen here. Uh, you want us to start from worst to first? Worst to first. Yep. All right. Uh, just with. Before saying that, uh, Commissioner Bruner, I want you to address the rumors that there is at least a five-person waiting list to replace Joe Fisher in the Stella League. This is also correct, yeah. 
Wow. Uh, talk about a waiting list. Yeah. And before we also start, I want to address something that Brennan O'Donnell said in the last um, intro to the Stella League. Um, he, he mentioned something about uh, punishments. He didn't go in depth. He didn't talk about any of the punishments. I did want to yes. comment that me as commissioner, I did lose our league. Um, previously, we had a loser that had a that got a butt tat. We're not going to talk about names, but we somebody yeah, got no tat. names. Um, Brennan was too nervous to you know talk about some of the punishments, but I do want to mention that um, I am going to be wearing a diaper in front of all my friends, and I'm going to be pegged with food, etc. You know all that stuff. Wow. And then um, our most recent uh, loser, who I'm, I want to mention his name, but I, I kind of feel bad also. But he, his punishment is to um, go to a stand-up comedian club and perform in front of a bunch of people, including ourselves. <laughs> we we're all going to be there. And he has to, you know, just go in blind and and make up some kind of comedy for us. So. That'll be fun. Uh, we don't know what our punishment this year is going to be, but it should be something very interesting, just like the last couple of years. We'll beef up front, be able to assist with the punishment of this year. Of course, you always will have opinion, Marley. I, I respect that. All right, so do you want to do you want me to rip through my uh, six sixteen team uh, projections, or do you kind of want to go? I do sixteen, you do sixteen, and we just bounce off each other. Yeah, let's both do sixteen, fifteen, and so on. All right, sounds good. Uh, so I'll start it off. I mean, our dead last team, of course, none other than Jordan Holmes. I mean, where do I begin? I mean, you're rolling with Teddy Bridgewater and Kirk Cousins as your QBs. That that's all. That's all you got for me, Jordan. Uh, your roster just really lacks stars. I think. I mean, I'm a fan of the trio of pass catchers that you have, and DJ Moore. I think he's going to be a star in this league. Uh, Darren Waller is a very good tight end, and Tyler Boyd's a, a catch machine out there. But outside of that, the roster is is pretty uh, pretty bad in in my opinion. Uh, Sanders, I think he's in for a big year, but I mean he's already banged up two years in a row in training camp that he's had hamstring injuries. So I get worried that if the Eagles are going to rely on him as a full-time running back that he could uh, get injured again. I mean, we've seen the Eagles time and time again uh, fight the injury bug, and Sanders could be another guy. Uh, but the rest of your head, you, the rest of your roster, Jordan, is just really a head-scratcher to me. I mean, the, your goal should be this year to prove me wrong. I mean, that, that's what you should wake up in the morning thinking, how do I make my fantasy team better to prove the beef up front that they're wrong? Uh, and I just wish you good luck. Uh, hopefully you don't finish in last. Hope maybe you maybe you will, and my prediction will come true. But that's my 16th place team. Okay, I have him a little bit higher, but at 16 for me, I have Joe Fisher. Um, I feel like he's kind of struggling with his RB two. Um, he did have Henry as his RB one, which is obviously a solid pick. He's a big guy; he rushes the ball pretty well. Um, but he took Jonathan Taylor at number two, so you don't really know. He's going to be a great running back whatsoever. You know, he's kind of the rookie, whatever. Um, and he took him way too early for me. I also think that his um, his wides are not great. Godwin had a great year last year, but this year you never know. I mean, he's got Mike Evans along with him, so you don't really know. So I kind of project him to go 1-12. Uh, obviously, that's just like a, a prediction, 
but I, I kind of feel like he can't do much better than that. So unless he has a big trade or something, you know, you never know. One and twelve is my prediction. Yeah, Fisher's a bit down in my rankings as well, but uh, my fifteenth ranked team is is Nick DeLucas's squad. Uh, the big thing that stuck out to me with his team is, I mean, this draft was held before, was held about a week ago or so. So, uh, Ronald Jones was drafted as his RB two. So, I mean, Nick, at this point, that's not going to help you with the addition of Leonard Fournette. Uh, it sounds like LaShawn McCoy is going to have a big role down there as well. They also have rookie Kayshawn Vaughn and then Ronald Jones. So four guys kind of who figured a mix in in the backfield and you're relying on this guy as you're running back too. I don't think that's going to work out. Um, I'm one of the bigger Tyreek Hill fans in the league. Uh, I, that's definitely a good keeper pick. Uh, I think he's an elite talent at the receiver position and he's a, a top three receiver in the league, in my opinion. Um, and he, he can explode any time uh, during the game. So uh, you also drafted Austin Hooper, who I'm not a big fan of. I think there's too many weapons on the Browns. Um, they have David and Njoku, David Njoku at tight end still, who's going to take away targets from him. And then you got Odell, you got Jarvis. Um, and they're, I think they're going to be a run-heavy team this year with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. So I don't think your tight end position is that strong. Um, is Brady still going to be a good fantasy quarterback? That's one of the big questions of your team. We really saw uh, him struggle last year. Obviously, he's got very good weapons, much better than last year with Evans and Godwin and Gronk. But if he doesn't have that zip on the ball and he's not completing consistent consistent passes to his uh, pass catchers, he could struggle uh, again this year. I mean, he is 42 years old. so. But I really do like Blake Jarwin, uh, one of your late picks at tight end as a, as a sleeper, potentially. And you have you have three very capable fantasy wide receivers in Tyree Kill, T.Y. Hilton, and Allen Robinson. So I think they'll keep you in games, but I think you're really going to struggle um, at the running back spot and just your overall roster. I'm, I'm just not a huge fan of Nick. Yeah, Hello? Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you now. All right, so um, at 15 for us, at Christian Layton, um, basically the reason why I have him at 15 is, I mean, we drafted with him. He really, the whole time he was talking about how shitty his team was, all this stuff. But my reasoning for him being at 15 is uh, he, he has a running back that could potentially be good with Drake. Um, Sure, he might be a bell cow, whatever. Um, but I also think his the rest of his draft is kind of weak. Like, he has a weak RB2. Um, he has half-decent wides. And I think his only plus for his offense is his quarterback with Watson, who has really not proven anything in fantasy football. So I, I kind of have him projected as 3-10 and 10 for the year. That is... I think that might be your hottest take, Burner. I mean, we're only at 15. I mean, you a little so? foreshadowing for me. I have Christian Layton towards the top. That's interesting to me. But, okay, I want to hear what you have for 14, though. Uh, my 14th is Ryan Kavanaugh. Um, just looking at the draft board, uh, I did hear the rumors swirling throughout the throughout the Snow League circles that Jalen Rager was his guy, and he would pick him at all costs. Um, taking him in round five, though, I think that might be an all-time 
an all-time reach, uh, especially for a guy who's not going to start off the season due to a shoulder, shoulder injury. And as we've seen throughout the past with Eagles injuries, when they say it's going to be uh, a three- or four-week thing, it usually extends to several months, just like we saw with Jordan Howard last year. So that's a big reach there in round five. He could have got a lot better value. Um, I'm a big fan of Cam Akers, though. I think he could be the rookie of the year. Uh, he's going to be a star running back, I believe, in Sean McVay's system. But uh, to pair with him, you got Raheem Mostert, who I think could be a one-hit one wonder. You still have a crowded backfield with Tevin Coleman and Jarek McKinnon's finally back healthy now as well. So we'll see what happens with that backfield. Um, going forward, though, for your team, Ryan, I think you have to hope that J.K. Dobbins eventually takes over for Ingram in that backfield and his upside uh, pays off. That's another crowded backfield where Lamar Jackson's going to run the ball still. You have Justice Hill and then Ingram and Dobbins as well. So a lot of guys who could uh, carry the ball in that backfield, and you're kind of relying on Dobbins to hopefully take over for Ingram midway through the year to help you out. Um, obviously, Michael Thomas is a stud, uh, definitely worth a top-five pick in fantasy every year. Uh, Mike Gusecki, he's one of my breakout players this year. I think he's going to have the big year, but uh, you drafted Big Ben as your starting quarterback. We don't know what he's going to be coming off an arm uh, – a serious elbow injury. Uh, so what's his arm going to be like at this stage of his career? Uh, you have a decent backup, I think, in Drew Locke, who's one of my breakout players for this upcoming season as well. So if Big Ben doesn't pan out, hopefully you can turn to Drew Locke and he's uh, succeeding. Um, I have this team ranked pretty low, but I see some upside if some things uh, pan out. You might need to upgrade at wide receiver. Uh, there's only four wide receivers on your roster and Two of them are rookies in Jalen Rager and T. Higgins. So you're going to be starting them on a consistent basis. That That's not really ideal, especially with Rager uh, potentially missing a few weeks to start the year. So this is a, a low-ranked team, but I do see some upside with the younger players, and maybe they can make some noise if, if uh, everything falls in their favor. Right. So I actually also have Cav at 14. Pretty funny, but – my reasoning for this is because he is very much an Eagles drafter. He also drafted Boston Scott. Uh, like you said, he reached hard for uh, Jalen Rager, which he said. So I respect that. Um, and I also think that he could have used his later picks instead of drafting like Boston Scott and uh, some of the players he drafted late. I, I kind of wish he used those picks to maybe – use them for next year because next year we have draft picks that you can keep for round eight or six or seven uh etc so um i kind of think that some of some of his picks were uh, a huge reach um and for my prediction for his uh record i also have him at three and ten all right um so I'll move to my 13th uh, place team now. The aforementioned Joe Fisher. Once again, whoever the fuck that is. Um, I think Mark Andrews is, is a very overrated player. Um, and, and I think Joe Fisher reached on him. I believe, I don't have the board in front of me, but I believe he was uh, picked in round three. You There's many uh, better tight ends and, the Ravens upgraded at wide receiver this offseason, and uh, they just upgraded 
more on their offense, which was kind of hard to believe after how good they, their offense was last year. So I think Andrew's targets and success uh, will go down. So I don't like that pick. Um, Hollywood Brown is a, is healthy now, so he's another guy who I think he's going to be a breakout player uh, in the league this year, and he's going to take a lot of the shine away from Andrews as well. Um, I really like the pick of Chris Godwin. I think he could lead the league in catches. He's a Mike Evans for Tampa Bay is more of the deep threat uh, and down the field guy, but Godwin's going to be that over the middle guy and catching a lot of catching a lot of balls, and I think he could lead the league in catches with Brady. So. Uh, that's a great pick, in my opinion. Dak should have a big year with Amari uh, Cooper, Michael Gallup, um, CeeDee Lamb. You got Zeke, who's can catch the ball. Blake Jarwin, a tight end who I'm a fan of. So he should have a pretty good year. I think that's a decent pick. And I'm a big fan of Jam- Jamison Crowder in PPR leagues. Uh, every year when he's on the field, he's going to be a consistent slot receiver, getting you a bunch of catches. Uh, he struggles to stay healthy at times, but when he's on the field, he, he always produces. But... I really really don't don't like your your depth depth at running back. back. After After Derrick Henry, Henry, everyone everyone else is kind of a question mark. mark. So I'm I'm just not confident in your running backs, Joe Fisher. Um, If you exist, if you are a real person, um, your your running back depth is not very good. So that's why I have you finishing 13th in the league. But kudos to you for picking Chris Godwin, who could potentially lead the league in catches this year. Okay, so at 13 for me, I have uh, Kevin O'Donnell. He picked 11th in the draft. He kept um, Patrick Mahomes. So for me, I'm not much of a QB early type guy. So um, I think that was way too early in the draft to pick Mahomes. Um, Obviously, if that's your guy, that's your guy. So, I mean, he's a very good quarterback. So that's up to him. Um. And to back my opinion further for why he's 13, I think his RBs are kind of weak. And Adam Thielen being his his RB1, I think is also kind of – I don't think he's going to be the greatest player. He had a couple, you know, seasons where he was top in the league, but this year I can't see it happening again. And uh, I also see Tyreek Cohen as his fifth pick, which also kind of uh, makes me question why. <laughs> but um, I guess if that's where he's going, I, I, Tyreek Cohen's not a bad player, but he picked Tyreek Cohen before he even picked their starting running back, David Montgomery. So um, that just is interesting to me. So that's why I have Kevin at 13. I have his projection going um, – I have him going four and nine for the season, which is not playoff bound. So, uh, Kevin, if you want to make some – some trades to get yourself back up there, I would definitely recommend them. Well, my 12th place team, I mean, this is going to kind of dispute the rumors that were swirling within the Stall League circle that I would be uh, playing bias towards some of the people that I have better relationships in this league than not. Um, I have Paul Campoli at 12th, a, a longtime friend of mine. We go back to math class in high school, so... Um, big fan of this guy. I Before the draft, I said that he could be a, a dark horse in this league, but after reviewing his roster, I'm not that sure. I, I'm not a fan of Chris Carson at, at all. Um, he's depending on him as his RB2. That's a very crowded backfield. Again, another team, just like the Ravens, kind of 
where Russell Wilson can run the ball. Um, you have they picked up Carlos Hyde, uh, former first round pick Rashad Penny, who was playing decent last year before he tore his ACL. They drafted another running back this offseason, DJ Dallas, and out of Miami, who's a pretty dynamic player in my opinion, and Chris Carson too. So five guys there, kind of who can run the ball. Uh, so having him as my RB two, not very confident. Um, I really like the uh, keeper of Dalvin Cook. I think he's a very good player, but he has a big injury history. So uh, one of the better picks of the draft, I think, was when Paul handcuffed uh, Dalvin Cook with Alexander Madison late in the draft. Um, that 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 could be an RB one if Cook uh, winds up going down again, as as he has throughout his pro career. So. Um, this is also a pretty injury-prone group. Uh, he also picked Will Fuller, who, has, when he's on the field, he's been a dynamic player. Um, after trading DeAndre Hopkins this season, the Texans are going to need him to step up and be a wide receiver one. So he needs to stay healthy. But if that trio, uh, if his trio of wide receivers and Will Fuller, uh, Terry McLaurin, and Cooper Cup stays healthy, this group, that group can definitely put up stats. So. In a PPR league uh, with three good receivers who, as long as they all stay healthy, they should be putting up uh, pretty big numbers every week. This could be a, a team with some upside. Um, Drew Brees is a very reliable guy. He's not what he used to be, but he's still going to throw for a lot of yards, and he has great weapons in Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Alvin Kamara, um, who can still contribute at a high level. So. He has a, a decent team. Um, I'm not a fan of his running back situation, obviously, because of the Carson pick and Cook's injury history. But I really like his receivers and his quarterback with Breeze, getting him uh, pretty late in the draft, too. Paul could uh, have some upside and maybe some uh, surprise some teams going forward. Yeah. I have, um, at number 12, I have Nick DeLucas. Um, Y'all. Like you talked about, I think you had him pretty low, well, like 15 or something. Um, yeah, 15. Yeah, so he kept Tyreek Hill. Uh, I think that's a pretty good keeper, like you said. Um, but I also think his his other wide receivers uh, could make up for, you know, picking some questionable running backs. Uh, he picked up Ronald Jones in the, uh, the fifth round, who is now going to be taken over by Leonard Fournette. Uh, so I also think that's kind of uh, now he really doesn't have an RB2. Um, what else do I have? He – yeah, I also think that his bench is pretty pretty weak. Uh, he doesn't really – his late-round picks are kind of questionable. And Tom Brady getting up in age, don't really know if he's a reliable fantasy quarterback anymore. I had him last year, and he got me uh, – like the most average points you could possibly get for a quarterback. And, yeah, so I have uh, Nick going uh, eight and – I think it's eight and seven. Am I wrong? No. Oh, I'm so Five. off. Five and eight, sorry. Yeah, that's what I, I was about to say. Eight and seven and yeah. 12 plays. That's a, that's a tough league. <laughs> I was really off. My bad. Uh, so what are we to now? 11th place? 11, yep. All right. Uh, 11th place, another one of my my favorite guys in this league, John Sandoval. Um, I think, John, you invested in too many 
big name former stars. You got big name guys like Larry Fitzgerald, uh, Randall Cobb, Aaron Rodgers, AJ Green. Um, if we were drafted in 2016, or if we were back in in freshman year math class with Miss Hunt, this would be an all star team. Uh, you might be the favorite, but we are now in 2020. Uh, these guys are definitely in the latter stage of their career. So uh, you kind of drafted for name, I think, over value or upcoming players. Um, you have Saquon Barkley. Uh, after you, you had the second pick, he's a great player. And I like pairing him with Kareem Hunt. I think the Browns are going to run the ball a lot this year. Even though they have Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt is going to definitely find his fair share of touches as well. And Juju and Amari are two very good receivers, but they're inconsistent, and uh, Amari's been banked up guy. So uh, you got to hope big, big Ben stays healthy for you um, with Juju, and Amari can stay healthy and um, still emerges as the number one target for Dak and Dallas after all the talent they added this uh, offseason. Well, they didn't really add much, but adding C.D. Lamb to that pass-catching group that already includes Gallup um, – you have Ezekiel Elliott as well back there. So uh, one of my notes was just you better hope that uh, Cooper and Juju figure it out and can find a way to stay consistent, or it could be a long year for you, John. Uh, 11 for me, I have Tyler Smith. Um, I think he drafted a, overall a pretty good team. His first uh, three or four picks were very good. Just kidding, don't get me wrong, just three picks. His first three picks were good. From, from then on, I kind of was like, wow, that not, not great picks after that. So I think that um, maybe his best pick was Sony in the eighth round. But even that was uh, still like a, a hard pick. But I think uh, Schmitty fits right in at 11 there for me. And I, I also think that he goes um, around five and eight for me. So, All right. Um Next, I have the commish at in tenth place with Matt Bruner. What do you think about that, Matt? I I'm right around you too, so I have. Right. My- um, I mean, we addressed the keepers earlier, and you said that your first round pick was Le'Veon Bell. Um, I think Le'Veon Bell's. I think he's done. Uh, he's washed. He's he hasn't got along with Adam Gase since he's gone to New York. Um. Apparently, uh, everything I've been seeing on Twitter and I've re- been reading in articles that Frank Jones, or not Frank Jones, Frank Gore has been the premier back so far um, in New York. With what? as old as he is, outperforming Le'Veon Bell, it's pretty crazy. Um, and they also have a young rookie running back who's impressed in LeMichael Piron. So three guys in that backfield who could be competing for touches, not an ideal first-round pick. Uh, Aaron Jones. Obviously, he had a great year last year, but he's in a crowded backfield now as well. They picked A.J. Dillon, and the, the Green Bay Packers picked A.J. Dillon in the second round. He's definitely going to find his share of touches, and Jamal Williams is still a decent player who can catch the ball out of the backfield probably better than Jones, so he's going to find his way on the field. Um, I like your group of your like, key pass uh, catchers, though, with Gronk. Uh, I think he's going to have a, a pretty good year coming out of retirement. Keenan Allen's one of my favorite receivers in the league. I think he's going to produce as long as he stays healthy on the field. And DK Metcalf obviously came onto this scene last year in his rookie year and uh, produced big numbers. And him and Tyler Lockett are the – I mean, they did re-sign Josh Gordon today, so that could play a role in uh, DK's targets. But I think DK and Lockett are the clear-cut top two guys on that roster uh, at the receiver position. 
And then you have C.D. Lamb. I think you need C.D., though, to take over Michael Gallup as a number two receiver in Dallas to uh, have a chance to make some real noise this year because I don't think a number three receiver on a team is going to help you out much. And then rolling with uh, Cam Newton, who's a question mark, obviously he hasn't stayed healthy. We've never seen him play outside of Carolina. What's he going to be in New England? And Joe Burrow as your QBs, uh, I think that's going to be very risky. Uh, just to be honest, I was expecting more from the commish. Uh, up, upset with the overall roster construction, but, you know, you're the commish for a reason. Maybe maybe you'll uh, make some noise and, and prove, the, prove the doubters wrong. I hope so. I hope so. So at 11 or at 10 for me, I have uh, Connor Casey. So I think Connor Casey's like right in the middle of the pack this year. I think he just stays around eight or nine, fighting for his playoff spot. Um, why I think this is because he at three overall, he took Clyde Edwards, who we have no idea what, what he'll be like on the Chiefs offense. Obviously, Chiefs offense is sick, but kind of never know with uh, people who you've never really heard of. Um, and then I also think that uh, with Todd Gurley, his knees are also kind of fucked up. So um, you kind of don't know what he's going to be like. So his RB1 and RB2 are very questionable. And um, I think his wide receivers core is it's pretty good. I like it. And um, besides all that, I think that Connor's um, – I think he's just going to be borderline playoffs. I mean, I don't really have much to say about his team. I think it's a pretty boring team, if you ask me. Um, but I'm going to go with his projection for the year is um, probably around six and seven for me. Member of the zombie clan fighting for the playoffs. Yeah. Who, tradition. A tradition that never graduates. He surprised me because he's also the number one player in the league. He has the best record in our league. And he drafted that mm. a shitty team. So that also surprised me a lot. Uh, just before before we move on to the our final eight players, uh, our teams in the rankings, What? Um, how many teams make the playoffs? Eight? Yeah, so we have eight. So half the league makes it. Okay. Um, so my ninth place team, this would be the first place team. The first team missing the playoffs uh, is Joe Bates. Um I really think people are sleeping on Devin Singletary, one of his running backs. I think he's going to be a big-time player. Just from the stuff I saw from him last year, he has some very good explosion. And the thing that sticks out most to me is uh, his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. He's a very good receiving back, and he can run between the tackles as well, I think. He has some fumbling issues. They did draft Zach Moss out of Utah to fill in that, gore, that role that Frank Gore had last year as kind of the downhill uh, short yardage goal line runner. But I think Singletary is a, a big-time player, and they have big plans for him in Buffalo. So I really like that pick. Um, and Joe's team's also very good for PPR. You got Austin Eckler, who's a very good receiving back as well. Uh, Julio Jones, Tyler Lockett, and Devin Singletary, as I touched on already. But I think this team is very uh, top-heavy. I don't like the depth on this team uh, as the draft went on, I think. He didn't really address uh, some key positions with, with his depth. So, especially at wide receiver, um, I, I really do like Matt Ryan. I think he's he's good old reliable. That's what I call him with fantasy. He's always going to find a way to put up points um, with Julio and Calvin Ridley and 
now Todd Gurley uh, in the backfield who can catch the ball as well. Uh, they need some other guys to step up in Atlanta, but Matt Ryan's still going to be a f- solid fantasy quarterback week in and week out. And he, a, a position we haven't touched on yet is the defense. Uh, he picked the Steelers defense, who I think is up there in the top five defenses in the league. So a defense that can give you consistent 10 to 12 points each week is uh, undervalued by many people. But when you get a consistent 10 to 12 points out of that defense each week, that's going to help you win games. So Joe's a, a fringe playoff team, but uh, as of these preseason projections, I don't have him making it. Yeah, so at nine, I, for me, I have Chris Vanieri. Um, so on NFL.com, he recently sent us his draft recap. So basically what that is is, like, NFL shows you, like, what your projected record is, how good your team is, and all that good stuff. But for me, I think I have Vanieri at nine. They had him going 13-0. I have him going 7-6. and six. Um, He drafted Burnett which was a good pick, not going to lie. I just think it was kind of questionable now that he's moving to another team. He's going to be uh, joining a brand-new offense. So that could be a couple concerns for me for Fournette. Um, he also snagged Mac, uh, Marlon Mack late in the seventh round, which is kind of surprising to me, but I think that's also a good spot. He's going to be split in the backfield. Um and I think that he's seemed to struggle to find that art, the wide receiver two, and kind of a flex player. He his picks weren't you know all that great with that, but uh, overall, I kind of think Veneer had a great draft. Uh, judging from his past, he was the loser last year. And um, from past experience, um, he has a great team, but. I kind of think from past experience, if he trades his whole team away like he usually does, he's not going to make playoffs. And um, I would love to see him finally make playoffs for the first time, but uh, like I said, from past experience, I, I kind of don't see it Let's happening. Let's just be honest, he's garbage. That's all I got to say. I, I, I have high hopes for Venere always, but last year was – You got to root for the guy. It was, he, he just yeah. got – Bad, yeah, man. I, I mean, just, it was very disappointing to see him draft one of the best teams last year and then just, you know, trade it all, trade it all away to, yeah, exactly, to, champ, to our champ who know, just raped everybody. Just, but, you know, that's besides the fact. That's the biggest hot take ever. So, yeah, I have Veneri at nine, and I have him just missing the playoffs at seven and six. You know, us here at Beef Upfront are really pulling for Veneri. Uh, we want this to be, you know, his year. I think, I think if 2020, uh, could give us anything positive, it would be a fantasy championship from Chris Veneri. I, honest, I, I would love that agree. too. The, I only, the only problem I have with Chris Veneri is he joined the zombie clan just out of spite. Oh, God. And that hurts my heart just because I mean, actually, it doesn't hurt my heart at all because he's a very bad player in our league. But I, I kind of think that he just... I, he's I finding know. any way to win. and he, He's finding excuses working, on this. You know, it's... And I, I love it's the guy sad. in our league. He it's makes sad. he makes our league very fun. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. If we didn't have a veneer in our league, who knows what the style could be like? So it might not even I, be around. I appreciate Veneri very much in our league, and uh, I hope that he has a great season. Can we can we address the rumors that Veneri has a WAP? Yes, that would be. Yes, I don't know sadly, where you got that from, but yes, sadly I, correct. 
I, I did also. Yeah, I, I saw something on Twitter. It was floating around. I, I just wanted to confirm it with, with two of the premier the premier people in our league. Rest of that. And like, he's just got the wettest AP ever. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, we don't need to say any more about that, but it, at least the rumors are confirmed. Yes, they're confirmed. Let's just leave it at that. So who you got at eight now? I want to hear. So uh, so, this- so at eight, I, I go with Kevin O'Donnell. Uh, he grabs our last playoff spot. Um, he has the Mahomes-Kelsey duo. Um, so that, that's a double-point type duo. Uh, for those listening who aren't big fantasy fans, anytime Mahomes throws a, pa- a passing touchdown to Kelsey, we're, we're going to get double points for that. So you love to see that uh, with two of the premier players, probably – top receiver or the top quarterback and the top uh tight end in the league uh going playing together um but you have no really stud ppr guy or stud running backs excuse me in that backfield um i like ingram he's obviously going to get touches but as we talked about earlier with ryan cavanaugh's roster they probably hope that jk dobbins can take over that backfield throughout midway in the season and Lamar Jackson is going to get touches as well. Ingram will find his way to get his touches, but they're going to continue to feed the younger legs and the more explosive player in J.K. Dobbins, I think. So a questionable pick at this uh, with this stage of the his career. Um, I really like Tariq Cohen as a flex option, as a PPR guy. Um, David Montgomery is banged up right now with a groin injury. He might not be ready for the first few weeks of the season, so... We could see Cohen as the lead, the lead, the lead guy in touches at the beginning of the year for the Bears, um, and I think Matt Brady is a good player as well. I like that trade that the Dolphins made to bring him to Miami, pair him with Jordan Howard. Even though he's not the number one guy in that backfield, he's gonna have uh, get a lot of touches. I think in between ten and fifteen a game, and he's another player who's explosive and catch the ball out of the backfield as well. So some upside there with him, and you also drafted Jerry Judy, Kevin, who. I'm a big fan of a uh, pro-ready guy. He reminds me a lot of, if you heard uh, our, some of our podcasts before, whenever I talk about Keenan Allen, uh, or Jer- excuse me, Jerry Judy, I, I say that he reminds me of Keenan Allen and Stefan Diggs. Great route runners, and they can and they can uh, all do things with the ball in their hands after the catch. So I think Jerry Judy is a guy who's going to come in and contribute right away. Uh, keep an eye out for this team. He's got some nice pieces. Uh, if, the backfield, if the backfield pans out and Ingram – uh, cements himself as the long-term starter for this year, and Cohen um, can get some more rushing yards. He's been more effective as a as a pass catcher. If he can be more effective in the rushing game, and if Breda kind of takes over that backfield in Miami, this team could potentially make some noise, especially with Mahomes and Kelsey leading his team. So Kevin O'Donnell gets our last play, my last projected playoff spot, but he's got some upside. Okay, so with eight, I have Dennis Kelly. So Dennis every year is a 500 player, so or like a little bit of a, he, he's always like a seven and six player, completely average. But but also he also is wins, a very he's also a very good owner. So he, wins big games, makes good trades, gets great pickups. Right, and he's just he's never out of the out of the question. And he loves his man Hopkins. He always tells me the moment that he doesn't have Hopkins on his team, he's quitting the league. So. I mean, he's dedicated to his man. He's got a bunch of jerseys from every team he's been on, which is, I mean, obviously, too. So, um, I respect him very much in fantasy. Uh, very, very, very good GM. So, for me, drafting the QB early is always, like, a very no for me. But in this case, if you draft Lamar Jackson, 
He's a very good quarterback. He gets rushing yards. He gets touchdowns, all that good stuff. So I think that's a very good pick for me. I would pick him, too, if I had the choice, but I had to go with Aaron Jones, second pick. Um, on the calm side of Dennis, I think that he took Melvin Gordon a little too early. Who knows what his status is? Who knows how good he's going to be this year? And at RB2, he took uh, Swift, who I also think could be a very – who has a big question mark on his name, just like you've said in the past. Um, he's, he could possibly split with Carrion. Um, Dennis also, I think, struggles with uh, a wide receiver, too, and his flex. And his bench is also very questionable. So I think he's a very good number at uh, – like a good 500 team, I think he's going to make the playoffs like he does every year. Um, and I think he wins by points four. So He's got potential. Yeah, so I think I think it's pretty safe to say that he's going to be our, our eighth seed in the playoffs this year. Okay, my seventh seed in the playoffs um, is, our, is our hero, our guy, Chris Veneri. Um, we're going to call – we're going to refer on this show to Chris Veneri's team as long as these three guys stay on the roster as slot receiver central. He drafted Danny Amendola, Cole Beasley, and Hunter Renfro. So he's got all the white boy possession receivers. And Deontay Johnson, let's not forget. And Deontay Johnson, another slot receiver. So slot receiver central. But I'm going to refer to Amendola, Beasley, and Renfro as the big three of this league. Uh, those, Those are the guys. Uh, I love Veneri for picking all three of them. They're going to get you all those uh, clutch third-down catches. But we're going to do a weekly checkup on the big three and and track their stats throughout the season. That's going to be one of the big things of this league. Um, He has two other very good pass catchers in Devontae Adams and George Kittle as well, Uh, two guys who can explode for – five catches, 200 yards, two touchdowns on any given week. Uh, so those are two elite pass catchers. And I think he had got good value getting Kyler Murray in the fifth round. Um, mm. I think he's in for a big year, potential Dark Horse MVP candidate with Larry Fitzgerald, DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, um, and under the radar guy and Andy Isabella that I like as well. So I think Kyler Murray in his second year under Cliff Kingsbury is in for a big year in that air raid offense. And you got Kenyon Drake as well, who's going to be a productive receiving back. But uh, the, the thing that holds me back about Veneri's team is I don't like the running backs. Though I think all of his running backs are in a crowded backfield. I don't have the, the names in front of me, but just remember, I remember looking at his roster. Uh, they're all in a crowded backfield, and he doesn't really have a, a solidified RB1. Right. You're definitely right on the running backs. He's got Fournette, Marlon Mack, and Zach Moss. I mean – Potential, but I don't know. I wouldn't roll with them. All right, so at seven for me, I have Jordan Holmes. Um, You had him at 16. Obviously, I think that was biased because you have beef with him. His um, team sucks. At least it's up front. That's all that matters. Well, That's that's true. Your opinion. My opinion, he had the number one overall pick. So automatically to begin with, you got to assume that this guy's not going to have a good draft because he didn't have a keeper. He was just going blind into the draft. And he, I mean, he chose, he chose Sanders in the beginning, the very first pick, which is obviously bold in any, in any league. I love it. I kind of feel it. like Sanders might have a good year. And then with his second pick, which was way later, 
because it's a snake draft. Um, he chose David Johnson, who I could see come, like, could be on the rise. You never know. He's getting older. I mean, in the past couple of years, he hasn't good, had uh, good seasons. But I could see David Johnson getting some points this year. He also chose Darren Waller, a tight end who I love. Um, I think he's a great tight end. And um, I also think that his wides could – I think that his wides could pose a problem for him in the future um, with Tyler Boyd, uh, Clayton, and um, DJ Moore. I, I don't really see great potential from all those wide receivers. DJ Moore, obviously, is a great receiver. Um, good third pick for him. But the rest of them can't really see a, 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 a great – season especially in our league who is rb heavy um so that's why i have weezer at seven i think he's going to be um an eight and six team who will make the playoffs pretty easily but also will have um a couple games where he's you know struggling so that's why i have him at seven let's not forget too that him and uh a guy that both of us haven't mentioned yet brennan o'donnell do have uh, a series and a history of beef. Um, it, it remains in question if that beef is up front or if it's in the back, but the beef is there and it'll be interesting to see uh, when they match up. That, that'll definitely be on the matchup of the week whenever that happens. I would love to hear them talk, especially on your podcast. That, that would be very interesting. Very good concept. Yeah, we'll, we'll get them going head-to-head. Um, me and Jordan, will maybe we can – discuss our beef and his love for the glizzy but uh that that'll be on a later date my sixth place team is um dennis kelly uh the city i believe you said his name is yeah t-city how how did we get to that name by the way so t-city is um a ufc fighter his name is brian ortega Uh, so he usually went off that and then he took it even further by saying that um, a captain in city, which is a rum and coke. So all of our friends, especially in this league, call when we go to the bar. We go, can we have a captain in city, please? So yeah, yeah. So we basically just say that. I mean, it's kind of like a in our group kind of thing, but um, that's pretty much how we refer to a captain in coke. So I well, think the, that sort the of city name, the city name itself, uh, ups him at least one spot in my ranking. So. Congrats on having a good team name, Dennis. That that helps you in my rankings. Um, but I'm just not a huge fan in the Melvin Gordon pick by you. Uh, I think he's done as a running back. Uh, we kind of saw last year with Austin Eckler after Gordon held out and thought he would get a big deal. Eckler really proved that he was a better running back. Uh, you also have Philip Lindsay in that backfield as well, who's going to take touches away from you. So that's a guy who I would have stayed away from. I think he's kind of done uh, – same situation as like Le'Veon Bell, where I don't really believe in either of them anymore. Um, I love the upside of DeAndre Swift, but as we talked about, another crowded backfield with Carrion Johnson. They drafted him in the second round, though, for a reason. I think he'll find his way probably midway through the year as the full-time starter. Johnson will kind of be the complement to him. Uh, but he's a, a definite PPR-type uh, running back who I love his upside going forward. Um, you can't go wrong with your duo at wide receiver and quarterback with your two guys and DeAndre Hopkins and Lamar Jackson. It really doesn't get much better than that. Uh, You can argue 
wide receiver, if you'd rather have Julio, DeAndre, Tyreek, or Michael Thomas, and then at quarterback, you can argue between Lamar and uh, Mahomes as your top guy. So you got definitely two of the top, uh, one of the top two quarterbacks and one of the top four receivers in fantasy, in my opinion. So, and then in a PPR league, a, a passing league that the NFL is now, you can't uh, can't really argue with that. But if Swift and Gordon proved to both be competent running backs this year, uh, this could this team could have a chance to make a run. This could be that Cinderella the Cinderella story. And as a a longtime beef up front supporter that Dennis is, we're hoping that the city makes a run this year. Cool. So that was your six, right? Yeah, it was six. All right. So at six, I have myself. Uh, I'm putting myself at six because. Like I, like you said earlier, um, I reached for Bell. Um, I think that he's going to be a good pick. Why? Because he's a Bell cow. Um, I think he could average maybe 15 points a game for me. Uh, obviously, depending on the teams he plays. I like Bell this year. Um, I also think that Aaron Jones was kind of a reach for me. Um, we kind of don't really know his status. We don't know how good he's going to be this year. Um, and... I mean, we don't know how good the Jets are going to be for Bell. So, um, I also think that my wides are kind of solid. I like um, I like Keenan Allen. I mean, depending on injury, for the last couple of years, he's been very, uh, you know, iffy on injury. But he's a great route runner. Um, and DK Metcalf, obviously, he did very well last year. So, um, I think that was a good pick at the fourth round. Um, I also kind of reached with Gronk. I feel like that was kind of a, you know, an iffy pick, especially because we don't know how great he's going to be this year with, um, you know, just with how new the offense is, uh, different team. It's not with Belichick anymore. And uh, also Cam Newton is a very big question mark. We don't really know how great he's going to be on the Patriots. We don't know how great he's going to be with uh, Belichick, all that good stuff. So, I'm putting myself at six. I'm not even – I say I make playoffs, but I, don't, I say I'm, I'm a very average team. I'm going to put myself with – Fringe. Fringe playoff team. Yeah, I'm going to be an eight and five team, I think. So, yeah, yeah obviously yeah. I'm biased towards myself, but I think I'm an eight and five team. So that's why I'm putting myself at six. My fifth place team is, is one of the people that we are on the call with right now, Tyler Johnson. Um I love your running backs and Nick Chubb and obviously Christian McCaffrey. Uh, he's gonna he can do it all. He's the best receiving running back that we probably have seen uh, this past or this in the twenty first century at the running back position. He can run any route. Uh, he can run the ball between the tackles outside. He's explosive. He's gonna get you big plays. He'll get you short yards. He can do everything. So. Pairing uh, McCaffrey with Nick Chubb, obviously a great start to your roster. And you have Russell Wilson, who's probably the most healthy and consistent quarterback. I mean, obviously, knock on wood for you, Tyler, that he keeps staying healthy. But week in, week out, he's always there producing no matter what's going uh, wrong with his team. You never find any excuses with him. He always just finds a way to produce. And you can never go wrong with Zach Ertz as long as uh, he's on the Eagles. He's going to be, I think, Carson Wentz's number one target. Uh, a, a guy who's going to compete for 75 to 80 catches at least every year if he plays all 60 games. Right. I really like Justin Jefferson. I think he, he'll step in, be a 70 to 
catch guys well to replace Stefan Diggs. But you're rolling with some uh, injury-prone guys. Um, you got Brandon Cooks, a history of concussion issues and other injuries. Uh, Debo Samuel, who's a bit banged up. He might not be ready to start the season. He and you got Marvin Marvin Jones. He's he's a decent receiver. Um, but I think your receivers, your trio of receivers and Cooks, Debo, and Marvin Jones is a pretty bold move to to go with your team. But you are the reigning champ, so right. Who am I? Who am I to criticize you? I'm not worried. I, Get some trades done. Yeah, I, I like your team. Uh, I think that you you can have some success. Obviously, as as the five oh, seed, you could make some noise, but. It seems that you're confident in yourself, and that's what really matters. Yeah, listen, all I got to say is Howie Roseman. Just, just remember that, all right? All right. All right, so at number five, I also have Tyler. Um, I think that T.Y. got lucky with his draft spot again. So he had the 15th pick, McCaffrey at 15. I think that is a total, like, that is so lucky. That's so perfect for him. He had 15, and he took McCaffrey, who usually, in most drafts, will go number one overall. Um, so that's why I have him at five. If he didn't have McCaffrey that late, like, if he had McCaffrey earlier in the draft, I think he would be lower in the draft, but um, that's just my opinion. I also think that T.Y., um, uh, his second pick with getting Chubb is a decent pick. Obviously, um, we have um, Kareem Hunt, who's also going to be a big part of their offense. So I don't know if Chubb will be that big in our fantasy league, but I think T.Y.'s biggest problem in our league this year is his wide receivers. They are below average, if anything. Um, I think they're very iffy. Um, I just totally disagree, by the way. Yeah, he's obviously going to disagree because it's his team, but um, I can't really see any of his wide receivers being that great this year. And I think that if he wants to be a great team, which usually he's a good owner and he will he will trade, he will make good trades. But in the past years, T.Y. has raped his way to the top. So no, if he can do that this sure. year, then obviously he will be a good fantasy player and his team will be elite if he can trade up. But I think he needs better receivers to get to the championship again this year. So that's why I have T.Y. at five. Which will happen. I will be top three. No matter what. No matter what. Stamp it right now. Whatever you want to do. I will be top three. All right. What if you aren't top three? Can we make a punishment for you as well? Yes. If I'm not top three, I will go to P.J. Willihans and not order Hot and Honey Wings. <laughs> Okay. It's a pretty big fucking punishment, man. And on top of that, you have to wear a t-shirt that says, I didn't finish top three, and I'm going to be a woman now. Right. Yeah, no, no. I'll literally do it. White t-shirt and black marker. Just anything you want, I will do, because it's just not going to happen. I'm just not. Okay. And you get the beef up front, a uh, piece of white paper on your forehead, and you wear it there all night as well. I will wear everything beef up front. Everything. But I just have a question. How did wait, how did we get McCaffrey at pick fifteen? Keeper. He was your keeper from last year? Yeah. Two years straight. Okay. All right. Well and that makes me feel better. I was getting worried. Drafted him his rookie year, traded him to the bum that Veneery is, 
And for some reason, he gave them right back, and I've kept them ever since. So you can blame Veneri on my back-to-back-to-back champs championships. Everyone can blame This is all McCaffrey. 512 points last year? That's just unheard of, man. I don't know what else to say. I'm just going to win again, and it's it's just like written in history already. That's all I got. We both have you at fifth place, so our top three prediction is not there, according to Commission I. But that all that does for me is motivate me to be better. And I'm trying to get better. I've had a couple trades fall through already. But I, I'm confident that there will be the trade that I win and just make my team above everybody's. And I will win this league again. Like the most confident person of all time right now with my team. These are, these are, these are big words coming from – Reigning champ, yeah. But my fourth, my fourth place team is um, a fellow member of the five seven zero in Tyler Smith. Okay. Um, okay. I don't think the running back duo can get much better than Josh Jacobs and Ezekiel Elliott in, in that backfield. Uh, I think Jacobs is uh, going to cement himself this year as a, a top five running back, a guy who can do it both, catching the ball and rushing the ball. Mm-hmm. A very dynamic player, and Zeke. Still one of the best running backs in the league. He's got uh, Jarvis Landry, who in a PPR league is one of the better receivers you can get, in my opinion. He's not going to get you much touchdowns, but he's going to get 90 to 100 catches each year, uh, I think. And that's going to cement him uh, at at least like 1,000 yards, probably. Is this the year that Evan Ingram finally breaks out and stays healthy? That's a big question. But if he does, it could be a, a big year for Team Smitty. Uh Josh Allen, a key piece to this team. He's going, to provide, he's going to provide a lot of rushing value, but whether he develops as a passer or not, that kind of will be the, the telling tale of what uh, Team Smitty does this year. They did add Stephon Diggs in Buffalo for Josh Allen, so hopefully that improves his accuracy and his ability to pass the ball. But uh, if, if Josh Allen doesn't pair, uh, pan out, he has a solid backup in Jared Goff, who – we might rip on him as a real NFL quarterback, but in fantasy, he always produces, I think, with Robert Woods and Cooper Cup and in the Sean McVay system. I think he's going to throw for a lot of yards. He might not be the best NFL quarterback, but he's going to put up his fantasy numbers. So I think Team Smitty is uh, very solid across the board. And in a league where uh, getting two elite players at one position is rare with 16 teams, he did it uh, with J- Josh Jacobs and Ezekiel Elliott. So Hats yeah. off to you, Tyler, and, so and just good like, luck this year. Exactly like McCaffrey and Chubb, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's not as good. Well, well, this that's not even my best running back deal. I haven't touched on my best running back deal yeah. uh, this yeah. year. So. I'll wait. I'll wait. All right. It might not be true. It probably isn't true, but I'll wait. So at number four, I have Paul Campbell, which you had much lower, um, but – I think that his team is good, especially – I think his team draft was especially good because Cook isn't holding out anymore. He did take a lot of players that I wanted. I'm not going to lie. Um, I, unlike you, I think uh, Chris Carson could be a good second-round pick just because of his PPR. Um, we are big on PPR and our running backs. I think our league is running back heavy. Um, I also think that his wide receivers are pretty good. 
Um, I like Cooper Cup a lot, and I like uh, Will Fuller a lot. Um, I know Paul last year also had Jared Cook, who I think he is running on um, a thin wire. I kind of think that Jared Cook could be uh, definitely picked a little, way, little bit way too early. Yeah, I don't think Jared. Yeah, Cook's, I don't think he's a reach six round pick. Pretty pretty big reach, but he did good things but for him I last know, year. Yeah, I know Paul liked him a lot last year because he picked him and off he, the waivers. He did and get to the championship. He did. Yeah, but he lost to me. So I mean, what can he do? So yeah, with that, I think that um, unless Paul has a couple injuries or Dalvin Cook changes his mind or whatever, I think that Paul could make the playoffs easily. I think that his projected rank would be a, um, I'd say around a nine and four. I think that's his projected uh, uh, record this year. So that's why I have Paul at four. And yeah. All right. My third place team, uh, a member of the zombie clan who, according to sources, is going on strike. Uh, still confused as to what that means, but it is Connor Casey. Uh, looking at his draft, I think he got a late-round steal at Matt Stafford. Stafford always puts up numbers. He's kind of just like Matt Ryan, where he's just a reliable fantasy quarterback. He's never going to be drafted too high, but you can consistently put him out there, and he's going to get you uh, good numbers every week. Uh, he's usually a quarterback who stays healthy throughout the year, so a guy you can rely on to put on consistent numbers. Uh, I think Clyde Edwards Hilaire is going to light up the league from day one. Uh, Damian Williams opted out, so he doesn't really have any competition. DeAndre Washington is really his only competition in that backfield. Uh, they didn't. Br- they had a chance to bring in some veteran guys, maybe like a Devontae Freeman or even pick up the recently cut Leonard Fournette, but they chose not to. So. It seems like they're rolling with Hilaire, and he's going to be a PPR machine. Andy Reid already compared him to Brian Westbrook, who he had a long relationship with um, as a pass catching and a running threat. So a lot of PPR points uh, up there for Clyde. Uh, He's got a very good stable of receivers, and Odell Beckham, who a lot of fantasy experts are predicting a a bounce-back year from him after a down year last season. One of the top wide receiver talents in the league. Hopefully he can get back on his feet this year and prove his worth. Uh, Marquise Hollywood-Brown, uh, if you listen to any of our other fantasy podcasts, he's one of my sleeper guys this year. Uh, not sleeper, excuse me, breakout players. I think he's going to have a big year, cement himself as Lamar Jackson's number one wide receiver going forward. And Stephon Diggs, uh, I know he has a change of scenery, but I think he's one of the better receivers in the league, and he doesn't get enough credit. And being the lone guy away from Adam Thielen now in Buffalo, He's going to prove that he's a very good receiver. Uh, Sterling Shepard's a pretty solid receiver, too. And I like the upside of Michael Pittman Jr. So a bunch of guys you can throw in your lineup at receiver. Um, and a really underrated pick, who a guy who I was high on when this guy signed with this team, Jarek McKinnon. Uh, he, never has, he hasn't played it down yet in his two years with the 49ers because of knee injuries. But if he can come back healthy and be anything that he was with the Vikings, I think Kyle Shanahan could get a lot out of him. That's another crowded backfield with Raheem Mostert, Tevin Coleman, and McKinnon. But McKinnon uh, is on a pretty big contract, so they're going to want to get value out of him. But he's a dynamic guy who can both uh, make explosive plays in the running game and he can catch the ball as well. So 
a guy with some sneaky upside who could be a potential flex play as the season goes on. So I really like Connor Casey's team. And talking to him earlier, he said that he was projected at a 1-12 record according to NFL.com. I don't see that, and I really like him to finish third in this league this year. All right, so at three, I have Brennan O'Donnell. I think that he had a great keeper this year, especially at uh, the 12th pick. He had Alvin Kamara. Great keeper that's going to get traded. Bomb. So, yeah, obviously after the trade rumors and him holding out, all that good stuff, I thought that he possibly be put on a team where he wouldn't have that much, um, you know, uh, upside. So I kind of think that him staying at the Saints is a good thing for him, especially with uh, our PPR league where, you know, he's going to get a lot of receptions. Um, I think he also has a solid wide receiver group. Um, he's got Robert Woods as his third pick, uh, Calvin Ridley as fourth pick, and Julian Edelman as his fifth pick, which is kind of a steal for me, especially because we all know that he is a great wide receiver. Um, and I kind of see his bench being a little bit weak. That's why I have him at three, not at a little bit higher. Um, and if any of his players get hurt, I think that he could drop far down in this league. So um, as long as his players stay healthy, I think that he cruises easily into the playoffs, um, as he usually does, because I think his team is usually pretty good. Um, I don't usually root for this man to win or anything, but I think that he has a great team this year, and I think the potentially come out on top if he if his team produces very well. Uh, and that's why I have him at number three. Yeah, so I'll just piggyback off that. Brendan O'Donnell is my second-place team for this year. Uh, a frequent guest on the podcast, especially talking some fantasy football, um, it, he's, he has some knowledge to him. He's, he's got a football – he's a football guy. Uh, he's got the football <laughs> mind and – I think he's got the best running back duo in the league. You heard that, Tyler Johnson, uh, with Kamara and Mixon. Just because of the fact, I mean, obviously McCaffrey's the best of that group, but Kamara and Mixon are both the lead guys in their backfield, and they're very PPR-heavy guys who are going to catch a lot of balls. So Joe Burrow, a rookie quarterback in uh, Cincinnati, I feel like he's going to rely on the check down a lot, and Mixon could see an influx of targets this year. And Mixon's on a brand-new contract, uh, so he's going to be looking to prove his worth. So Kamara's healthy and stays with the Saints, and you got Mixon. That's the best running back duo in this league, in my opinion. Uh, his trio of receivers and Robert Woods, Calvin Ridley, and Julian Edelman is very solid. Uh, got a little bit of everything there. Edelman, heavy catch guy. Robert Woods seems to get a lot of big plays, and Calvin Ridley's kind of in between. He was a big touchdown guy last year, so look, look out for that again. I think you got a big year for Carson Wentz coming up. I mean, as long as he stays healthy, obviously the that's the one thing always kind of holding him back. But uh, definitely upgraded a group of weapons from last season. Could be a big year for Wentz this this upcoming season. And uh, Alan Lazard and TJ Hawkinson are two of my uh, sleeper picks from this year who could break out and become prominent names. Uh, and Brennan got both of them pretty late in the draft. So Lazard is the clear-cut number two receiver in Green Bay, catching passes from Aaron Rodgers. He's he's probably going to produce. And TJ Hawkinson, as I was talking about last, uh, last team with Matt Stafford, always a, a solid quarterback. 
Hawkinson will cement himself as a, a very good tight end this year in his second year in the league. Yeah. So my number two is John. I don't like saying this, but John dropped a good team this year so on accident. So John finally showed up, and he finally drafted a decent team. Uh, obviously, it's hard to mess that up with his keeper. He had the second overall pick with Saquon Barkley. Any spot he has in this draft, it's pretty hard to mess up your draft. Um, so, for my opinion, I kind of think that uh, John's only problem with his team is taking a backup RB for his, his running back, too. Um, I kind of think that's uh, a little a little at round four with taking Kareem Hunt. Um, I'm sure he'll get some tick, but I don't know how effective he will be. And I guess we'll just have to find that out. Um, another issue I saw with John was he drafted a defense in the seventh round. So in the beginning of the season, uh, we mentioned that defenses are going to be way less effective. There's no shot they get above 20 points, um, which they have in the past. They've also created big problems in the championship. There's been two times in our championship where the defense has gotten over 20 points and they've won somebody the league. Um, so we no longer will have that. But John decided to draft the defense, the 49ers, in the seventh round. So that, to me, is a little iffy. Besides that, yeah, so besides that, I think John has a great team. Um, so my opinion is it's a great team, but the owner is a terrible owner. So we'll really have to find out how great John does in the past, this year to find out mm-hmm. how great owner is he is so if he is a great owner we'll find that out he'll get second place maybe first place he has a contention to be the champion this year but if he's a bad owner we'll see him drop and we'll see him not make the playoffs so um it's really it'll be an eye-opener this year so I, I love john i think he's a great player in this league he always causes a lot of problems for me because um in the last six years john has forgot his password every single year which blows <laughs> my mind but I mean, I'm such a great commissioner that I remember it by heart. So it does not blow my mind at all that that happens every year. So I remember, th- I remember this by because uh, you know he always forgets the password. So I think John could potentially be one of the best players in our league this year with his team. But like I said, as the champ, as the champ, I will agree that John's team is very good. I don't really like his bench. Denzel Mims, does he have him? I think he does. I think he could be all right, but if he gets, God forbid, no, he doesn't have Denzel Mims, whatever. He has someone like that, and God forbid someone gets injured. He is just fucked, man. Like, his starting lineup is very good, but there's no way they all go the whole year without getting hurt. I've been there, done that. Like, I should have won 12 championships by now. If it wasn't for injury, you know, it could be different. But I think that's that could happen to John, you know. I think Amari Cooper's due for an injury. That's all I'm saying. John, if you're listening still, me and you go way back. I'm, I'm pulling for you to, to win it all this year. Odell Beckham-style rookie year. That's, 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 that's how far back we go, John. But my first-place team, your 15th-place team, Matthew, Christian Layton, I believe he's referred to in this group as the football wizard. Is that a correct nickname? 
Yeah. No, we call him Football God because we, we call are, him a wizard. All right, Football God. Football God in the league. He's a wizard. Okay. He's just a wizard. He's just that type of guy. Um, you're my you're my champion, Christian. Don't disappoint me. My first place guy. Uh, I love Kenyon Drake. I think coming to the Cardinals last year, midway through the year, uh, he finally proved with a good play caller and a good offensive system what kind of player he can be. Uh, you have a great wide receiver duo, in my opinion, the best in Mike Evans, who has gone over a thousand year a thousand yards every uh, year in the league so far. I believe six straight years now, and AJ Brown, who very good rookie year had over a thousand yards receiving as a rookie. That's very rare. Coming into his second year now is the clear cut number one in Tennessee. Uh, that wide receiver duo duo doesn't get much better than that. Uh, Deshaun Watson's a baller. Uh, we've just seen him produce that throughout college and the NFL uh, as an elite-level uh, talent. They obviously traded away DeAndre Hopkins, but they picked up Brandon Cooks, who's a, a solid receiver, and still got Will Fuller. Uh, you got you picked up Randall Cobb now. You got Kenny Stills. So a lot of speed on that offense. I think we could see a lot of big uh, plays from that Texans offense and a lot of long touchdowns from Deshaun Watson. And obviously he offers a lot of rushing value as well. And you had some uh, late round picks who I was big fans of. Bryce Love, uh, a former Heisman candidate, has had some knee issues uh, the past two years, but he has potential in that backfield after Darius Geis got cut. Uh, what really is Adrian Peterson at this point of his career? And a lot of people are hype on rookie running back for the uh, Washington football team. Antonio Gibson, but uh, just reading about him uh, when it was the real draft and listening to some some podcasts and stuff about him, he's really projected as like a receiver type. He might just be flexed out, running a lot of routes, and kind of brought into the backfield on occasion. So Bryce Love has potential, and he could be one of those late-round guys we look back on and think, how did he slip that far? And another guy I'm a big fan of is McColl Hardman of the Chiefs. Uh, a big breakout candidate for me. I think he cements Sammy Watkins, who probably won't be with the Chiefs after this year as the number uh, two wide receiver. His speed is uh, unmatched, one of the fastest guys in the league. So we'll see what we get from Hardman, but I think he's a, a breakout candidate. And I just, I love your team, uh, Team Layton, and you are my projected champion this year. As, as long as Deshaun Watson finds a way to stay healthy. I think this team uh, has potential to go all the way this year. All right, so at number one for me, this is going to be a big surprise for a lot of people, but I, I think Joe Bates is my number one team. Joe Bates? <laughs> yes, so I like Joe Bates a lot in this league. Uh, he doesn't really make trades a lot, but um, just like NFL.com said, he went thirteen. he's going to go 13-0. I don't think he's going to go 13 no, but I say a little a solid 11 and two is uh, very suitable for his draft. Um, I, I don't really love his first pick with Eckler, but um, you never know. I think he could get great production with um, with the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, I also think that Julio was a great second pick. Yeah, um, Lockett at third is also another good pick, um, and Singletary at four is another good pick for him. Um, depending on injury. The rest of his team, I also could say, is very iffy, but um, I do love his team a lot. I think that um, unless injury occurs, he is a good um, 
owner this year unless he trades it all away. I think he could make a couple good trades. He's not much. He's not one to really make trades a lot, but um, I think that if he makes one or two trades this year, he could be the potential for the number one pick, uh, number one team uh, coming out. Uh, and I really, I, I root for this kid a lot. I think he's a he's a great owner. Um, he's a hard nosed kid. He, yeah, he's, he knows. Bring, bring bring your lunch pail to work every day, type of guy. You yeah, know, you really root for those type of players. Right, he knows his stuff. Um, he's quiet about it, and I think that's the kind of player that we want to win our league. Sometimes uh, we we root for the people that you know make a lot of trades. Um, are not always the uh, yeah, not always the best, but. Uh, Joe Bates is always a very consistent owner, and I think that this year he will come out on top and earn his spot on our trophy. No uh, fucking chance. What? Yeah, so we've, nev- we've never had a St. Joe's Hawk win the league either, right? No, we and have not. Never well, happen. there's only one, but the Hawk will never die. <laughs> right. So we'll see. I mean, mm. obviously, it's a it's a bold decision by me putting him at, put him at one since he doesn't make really any trades, but. I really like his team this year, and he also had the 16th pick, so I think that's a, a huge advantage, especially in our league. So that's my number one, and yeah. You would have a Hawk that won the championship if I went to St. Joe's, but I didn't. So no, that was a bold move. Um, well, I have class in about eight hours, so we're going to wrap this up in a few minutes. But before we wrap this up, uh, I want you, Commissioner Bruner, and reigning champion Tyler, and myself to give your dark horse team uh, at the championship. Uh, Commission, lead us off. All right, so obviously, who I had number one, my dark horse is Joe Bates. Not many people think that he is going to win our league. I think for once, he's gonna. Um Obviously, like I said, he has to make a couple trades. Very good commission, just can never get it done. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people judge my opinion since I haven't won the league yet, but I've come in third three out of the four years that plaques have been named on our trophy. But anyway, um, that's besides the point. I think that Joe Bates will come off on top. That's my dark horse this year. Um, T.Y., what do you have to think about dark horse? So... <sighs> I almost made a blockbuster blockbuster trade with this guy earlier this morning. Fell through. Schefter had it tweeted out. I had to apologize because I leaked the information to him. I I get along with this guy very well, but like he he makes me mad sometimes. You know, he's just like he's one of those guys that thinks he knows all about fantasy. Which he obviously doesn't because he went seven and seven. Anyway, I talked to Jonathan Sandoval, a.k.a. Mende. He's got a very good running back core in, I think Kareem Hunt is going to do probably 15, 20 points, 15 points a game, I'd say. Saquon is Saquon, and his receiving core is very good. I think, at least, if they stay healthy. And Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. Like, let's be real here. So, 
The only thing that is wrong with his team, in my eye, is his bench. It's not very strong. He has Larry Fitzgerald, but he always has Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> Never changes. He's not going to win with Larry Fitzgerald, so he must trade him to me. And, <laughs> I mean, let's just be real here. His team is very stacked. And if he doesn't win, he's just proving to the league that he's just not a good GM slash whatever president of his team like he's just trash if he doesn't win this year so yes i'm putting pressure on him yes he should win no he's not gonna win yes i'm gonna win but yeah he's my dark horse i'll leave it at that all right uh my dark horse is tyler smith um i think the big question team Allen finds a way to pan out as a passer and makes the most of that addition of Stefan Diggs and continues to grow with uh, Singletary and Moss in the backfield now and got John Brown as a solid receiver and Cole Beasley. If Josh Allen develops more as a passer to go along with his rushing numbers, uh, this team has a chance. Uh, they have great running backs and a solid trio at wide receiver. And I'm a big fan of, of this coach, uh, Coach Coach Smith. He, he's a football guy. Uh, a former linebacker, a tackling machine. He he knows what it takes to win at this level, and he's a guy I think has the potential to, to make a run at this league title. Uh, he was my fourth or fourth place team, so wouldn't be that big of a surprise, but uh, I'm a believer in Team Smitty this year. Yeah, I mean, Team Smith is always a good GM. I mean, you can't ever count on him out. Like, he hasn't done very good but like he's done like city like he's average but i could see him going off this year and taking the title not from me because i'm gonna win but if something crazy happens he might so yeah i kind of agree with you all right well that's that's all we got for our first episode of the stella league um this is the longest podcast we've ever done on beef up front so hopefully everyone's still tuned in uh, we are approaching the hour and 30 minute mark, um, but, but bless up to all our, uh, our Stella League players. Uh, good luck this year. Joe Fisher, whoever the fuck you are, hopefully you're tuned in. Uh, good luck to you. Is Brendan, uh, is Brendan there? He is here, yeah. Sadly, yeah. Show your face, you coward. There he is. Second place finish coming soon. Yes, sir. Nah. And not even I just wanted to put this out there. I hope my whole league will eventually purchase your merch. I think it's uh, it's bound to happen. We, we happen. are promoting your merch a lot. Uh, Appreciate I really, it. I really respect your podcast. I love what you do. And I hope that our whole league will purchase your merchandise. And uh, obviously, league, I think we will because yeah, our whole we are huge fans of your podcast. Your merchandise. Our our T-shirt coordinator, who his team his name won't be named on the air, and I are in the midst of producing Stella uh, beef shirts. So those will be coming out to the to the loyal followers soon. Yeah. So I hope everybody buys them, even if you're not in the league. Support. I appreciate it. Just let you know that right now. So we have we have week one uh, a week from today, as of as of Thursday night. the goal is every I want to do every Tuesday we're gonna do a recap show and preview the biggest um, 
the biggest matchup of the upcoming week. So we're going to do this upcoming Tuesday, Michael, uh, Commissioner Bruner, if you want to come back on to preview the big mat, the big week one matchup for our league, and, and then we'll go from there. Can I mention our big week one matchup right now? Uh, yeah, if you got one in mind. So to start the season, we have a huge beef. Huge. So it's, it's way up front, too. Like it's it's, it's up definitely front. up front. So it's um, Jordan Holmes versus oh. Brendan O'Donnell. Week, oh, no. Week the biggest one. beef of them all. That is a huge beef conversation, and I'd love for you to have both of them on and oh, talk yeah. about you know. I'm all in. Especially I mean, even after the week one, so that would be cool. we got to find a way to definitely make that happen leading up to the season. Sir. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon. Any last-second comments? I just need to say that GM Brandon has huge beef with GM Weezer. Uh-oh. It'll be, yeah, I don't know it'll if it's likewise. It definitely is likewise, but I think GM Brandon hates GM Weezer more than Weezer hates GM Brandon. You hear that, Brandon? So he, he's got to come out hot, man. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks yeah. for tuning in. And, uh, no, thanks for having beef up front. I'll be back. I got that 425 Joe Buck matchup every week. Just let me know. Sounds good. All right. Talk to you guys. All right.